Hey, good morning. It is uh, July the 7th or 8th of 2021. It's been about it's been about 30 days since our last updates. I uh, wanted to drop in on you guys and see how everybody's doing. Uh, I know depending on what part of the country that you're in, you're either in a drought or you're getting plenty of rain. And I think we kind of fall in the middle of that here in central Kentucky. Um, haven't went... I don't believe more than five to seven days without rain. So we're, you know, bountiful in that department this year, which um, is great for the uh, Christmas trees. Um, but it's bad for, you know, a lot of other things that um, the rain brings or it's just too much rain. If you're doing, if you're in the construction business or anything like that, this time of year, you know, it's too wet to work in a lot of areas and cement and stuff, uh, which we, We've had some issues with that in the past few weeks. Uh, so what have we been doing on the tree farm on the past 30 days? Um, first thing I, I know that we've done since we've last spoke was it was it was June. Um, so in June till now, I guess the, the last couple weeks in June, we got the drip uh, drip tape irrigation set up on all the rows or should I say at least the majority of the rows that we planted this spring. Um, for, for you guys that don't know, we used a drip tape irrigation method um, on the, for, you know, we've only been going for two years now, but the, the goal is to, uh, to put the drip tape irrigation on as we plant and then leave it on for at least the whole first year and carrying it into the second summer, and at which point we would recycle what's reusable uh, to new fields as we plant. So the goal being that we would, if it timed correctly at least, we would two summers they would get uh, the new plant the new plantings would get two summers of irrigation. Um, that's about all that we can really invest into what it takes for drip irrigation. You know, once a once a seedling's been through two summers and, you know, is now a, you know, a two-year planted tree, so in all likelihood it's a five- or six-year-old, you know, tree, that that should be good enough for us. Um, you know, if if a huge drought comes and hits it, I guess we're, we'll fall victim just like everybody else, but gives it as good of a head start as we can possibly uh, do without breaking the bank. Uh, don't I don't know that having drip tape on, you know, for three, four, five-year-old trees is is cost-effective just based on the time it takes and the extra detail you got to do with the mowing and spraying around the, you know, the drip and, and the, the lay-flat hose and everything that runs it. But I did want to talk to talk about what we do on our drip tape. Um, we use a Toro, I think it's a Toro brand uh, drip drip tape. It's uh, it's a it's a low flow drip tape. Um, if you don't have any experience with drip tape, I recommend checking it out. Um, our dripometers are about 0.15 gallons an hour. Um, there the the low flow drip tape is meant for more. It's more meant for cro- you know crop rows. It's not you know you can get the high flow stuff or the moderate flow that's giving you half a gallon or a gallon per hour, almost like a drip emitter, 
like the plug-in kind, but your you, your rows can't be very long, or you can't have many rows on it. Um, so for context, the way that I have my zones set up, I'll run a hundred foot piece of one inch mainline tubing down a block of say ten rows, <clears throat> and then those those ten rows. Each one of those 10 rows is approximately uh, 175 to 225 feet long. Each one of those gets a um, piece of drip tape attached to it. So you'll have up to 10 uh, rows on one zone of one inch main line. And then from the main line, I have, uh, I have an assortment of garden hoses, which are like three quarter garden hoses. And I have some two... Uh, inch and a half lay flat pipe that I also use, but that those those hoses are not you know kind of automated. I guess you could say though I have to move those hoses. Um, those emitters on the drip tape uh, make all the difference. Um, so if you have uh, the higher flow drip, you couldn't do as many rows or you couldn't do as long of rows. So it just really depends on what your goals are uh but i set up each each zone right each block on a hundred foot piece and and i run all the drip tape to each row and then it has a uh a psi regulator connected to it and i and i'll run uh, my hose to each one of those zones now i only have a couple hoses so in a little timer thing so i'll only be able to water you know two and if i bring in another hose i could water three three zones at one time and set them to go one after another um ultimately my logic is if it hasn't rained in five to seven days i will water those each uh each zone for two to three hours so overnight i would you know water you know, three, probably three zones. If I had all three hooked up and it would go one, it would run the first zone for a couple hours, go to the second zone and then the third zone. And it could, it'll actually repeat until I go stop it. Um, which if you add that all up, it's giving it about, you know, in the best places away from, you know, the downhill piece before it goes uphill on those rows, you know, those are probably getting a maximum flow of about a half a gallon uh, for the overnight, um, each spot, you know, about a half a gallon, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's kind of, you know, it's automated. You turn it on, it does its thing. You don't have to do anything. Um, the drip tape setup is not overly expensive, but it is not also cheap. Um, you know, you're going to, for, a, I forget what the length, the spool of drip tape that I get comes in. I feel like it's 3000 feet, uh, cost me, I think about $250 and then you just need some sort of mainline tubing. Um, I use one inch, uh, poly tubing, like the black poly tubing. Um, you can use smaller and get it a little cheaper or you can use larger, more expensive. I like the poly tubing because I can run over it with my lawnmower. You could use PVC. Uh, my, my recommendation would be if you use PVC, you're going to have to bury it because if you run over it, it's going to break. So the poly tubing will also damage when you run over it, but not quite to the extent. You should be able to get your couple years out of it 
before it starts to get weathered and brittle. Um, anyway, I, it costs me probably between five and six hundred dollars per half acre for for drip irrigation. So if you're planting a half or three quarters of an acre every year, you know that's an additional cost you add. For me, it's basically another seventy-five cents per tree. Um, for my, uh, you know, for my budget. So if my, you know, if, if I buy a thousand trees, I add another 75 cents and to each tree. And that's about what it costs me to run my irrigation to it. Now that doesn't include the water cost. Um, I'm lucky, you know, luckily I'm out here. I have, I'm in the country. We don't have a sewer or anything like that. So water cost is kind of cheap or cheaper. Um, but you do still have the, uh, added uh if you're if you're hooking up to your city main water you have the additional water costs um i also have a irrigation pond that we put in it's on the back 20 acres i will tap into that when we get to planting near that but then i would have to use a pump so you basically swap out the cost of the city water bill for the cost of the gasoline to run the pump so you know, you have extra costs. Um, what we've also done in June, besides irrigation, I had, you know, in June, I also apply sulfur to all of the fields. We do the prep work on the cover crop fields, sulfur. We add the additional sulfur to those. And I also add one ounce, roughly one ounce. I have a two ounce scoop that I use that's for fertilizing so i do a one ounce per tree um of sulfur to help maintain our soil ph here so i ultimately use the two ounce scoop and just go to each tree and and, and sprinkle about about a third to half of the amount of sulfur around the drip line of each of the seedlings uh it's pretty you know easy to do just time time consuming uh, but this is you know this is the method that we use uh, in spring, I fertilize with ammonium sulfate, which is our fertilizer regimen. Uh, that helps with pH as well. But during the summer, we hit them with, with the sulfur. Uh, I try to time that with rain. It's been told to me that that's probably the best method. So I, I time that with rain. And or if it's not going to rain, uh, we do turn the drip on. Um, for the trees, as we get... Um, further along and we have trees that don't have drip all my trees currently have drip but i'll have i'll have uh i'll have about 10 rows or so that age out next summer that won't be on drip so i won't be able to turn the water on those when i apply the sulfur i will have to uh either time it with uh in the because it's summertime i will have to time it with with rain or i'll have to water that sulfur in just to have peace of mind that i'm not going to harm my my seedlings um but the sulfur really helps, and then in fall, you know, we'll we'll fertilize again for uh, with ammonium sulfate. I in fall, I'm more doing it. I am doing a little bit for the residual um, nitrogen boost, but more again for the uh, ammonium sulfate, the sulfate part to keep the pH low. Uh, notice a huge difference when I keep the sulfur on my trees because my pH is high. We broadcast, you know, sulfur, you know, by 500 pounds an acre twice a year 
when we do the cover crops to get the fields kind of ready before we plant but it takes a, a steady a steady diet of sulfur products to keep keep our ph below uh six and a half um which if if we don't touch it after six or seven months if we don't touch it at all it does start to go back up so we have to stay on it otherwise the trees just grow so much slower uh weed management is just full-time job uh just mowing and weeding and and mulching additional trees you know we kind of just do that regularly um part of our you know we'll put in you know so we're working so many hours in the tree fields today we'll just do what we can um i i think i said already i have to up my uh spray regimen a little bit i don't want to be spraying as much glyphosate in the summer because i burned some trees this year um with overspray burned off some of the new growth maybe 10 trees i hit and burned off some of their new growth um so i want to get on top of that when we plant uh, in the fall i need to do a better job of getting everything killed off and then in the spring i need to do a better job of my pre-emergent getting gold or precip um pendulum or something down so that i'm not fighting this uh this uphill battle with weeds um this was really my first full year of i guess year and a half of of management weed management so uh, you know i'm gonna take that with me and learn from it uh, guys that's all i got today if some of you guys are going to the mid-america christmas tree association meeting i will definitely be there on friday um i don't know that i'll be there saturday but we are planning to come up on friday and we'll see you guys there